Blog Talk Radio. today. Good love. Is your relationship everything you want it to be? Are you living a fulfilled, passionate life empowered with choices that ignite you to the next level? Good love makes your whole life better. So join America's good love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, on a journey to your healthiest life yet. A regular on Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew, she's appeared on Oprah, Good Morning America, and is featured in countless publications from USA Today to Essence Magazine. The creator of life-changing Get Unstuck Now, Love, Money, and Save a Seminars, she's counseled millions, but today she's here just for you with the hottest topics, guests, and trends. This is Good Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good Love. I'm your love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, and so excited to be with you tonight for a show that's perfect for the holidays and for the new year when so many of us are concerned about food. Everybody cruises into the holidays with those extra pounds and goes, now, how did that happen? I wasn't going to overeat during the holidays, but for some people, Weight and food are a struggle year-round. A few weeks ago, I was on the Dr. Oz show talking about binge eating with a lovely young woman named Natalie, but it wasn't my first appearance on that very popular TV show. Last year, I was also privileged to reach millions of you on another Oz show about juicerexia. Now, it's always fun for me to work with Dr. Oz because His producers are not only brilliant, they are very caring and they care about the struggles of the guests and they really want to create a result. So when I go to the show, I know I can just bring everything I've got and it's welcome. And by the way, I do have to say, Dr. Oz is a hottie. I just love him in those little scrubs. Ooh, but moving on, on the show about juicerexia, I was privileged to meet a beautiful lady named Kai who was brave enough to share her her whole story with the world and how she ended up being a juicerexic. And her name is Kai Rainey, and she's our guest today. At that time, Kai was caught in a vicious cycle of juicing and fasting, so much so that her body rebelled and at some point actually moved beyond balanced meal plans, or even normal diets that most people get caught in yo-yoing up and down. And she went into an extreme cycle with dieting and juicing for about 10 years. I met her on the Oz show at what might have been her lowest point, and she's with us today to tell us her story and also with some good news about her soul and her body. So here on Good Love Radio, 
you all know that love has everything to do with every aspect of our lives. It begins with what we consume, what we think, what we eat, what we drink, how we love, how we treat ourselves and others. It's all part of the whole. And I say when it comes to food, it's not what you're eating. It's what's eating you. So that's why we focus on Good Love Radio on how good love is essential to your health and your greatness how you can identify negative love patterns from the past that may be blocking you, not only from good love and intimacy, but from good health. We also are going to talk about how you can break those chains of what happened back then so that you are free, truly free, to experience what is happening now and the good love that's happening now. In a minute, you're going to meet Kai Rainey, and you can find her at her blog, which is called mylastfatsummer.blogspot, and we'll have that up on our website and on our notes for this show so that you can reach her, mylastfatsummerblogspot.com. Kai says, with training and discipline, she's learned to stop seeing food as her enemy, so please welcome to our program the very courageous Kai Rainey. Hi, Kai. Hi, Dr. Brenda. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. You are so courageous. I can't even imagine what it took for you to go public and share your story with the world when you came on the Dr. Oz show. Well, you're not kidding that that was a, a my, my lowest point. I definitely... Um, it was so hard to have the the nerve to go on television at that size and in that state of mind and talk to anyone. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to anyone privately, let alone you know on on television. So that was very difficult. Wow. Now, what size were you when you say at that size? Well, I was over three hundred pounds, and I was um, about a size thirty clothing wise. Hmm. So for you. To actually stop at that size and that weight and go, okay, I've got to change this. What made you say, I've got to change it? What what actually happened inside you, my dear, that made you just say, game over, I'm going to go talk to Dr. Oz and get help? Well, honestly, I, when I was reached uh, by the Dr. Oz staff, by the producers there, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. I I thought that they were reaching out to me because thought juicing was fantastic and they wanted me to talk about how it had helped me because it had become a complete crutch for me over the last probably three years prior to the appearance. Um, but when I actually spoke with them and they explained that they were, uh, that Dr. Oz was concerned about my health and that they wanted me to consider some alternatives, then I was very resistant and I actually said, no, I wasn't interested. I told my husband I wasn't going and my daughter, who was 17 at the time, Said, you know, she stopped me in the middle of our living room and said, Mom, you have been trying to conquer this for 10 years. Why would you turn down help from somebody? Why would you not try something different? You've been doing the same thing. And, you know, I said, I'm scared. I don't want to go be the fat lady crying on TV. And she said, you know, do something that scares you. Do something that scares you and make a difference. And so her, her push was enough that I I didn't feel like I had anything else to lose. And um, it was an amazing experience meeting Dr. Oz and, of course, meeting you and and the relationship that stemmed from that. Um, But even 
at the show and even after the show, I think I was in such shock over what I was being told that I really wasn't prepared. I thought that I was going there to get a new diet plan. I thought I was going there to, you know, take the next step, take it to the next level. And I had no idea how much my life and, and my my soul was going to have to change before my body started to change. Wow. Well, Kai, tell us a little bit about your story and then how you ended up with juicing. How did you get there? Tell us a little about you first, a little more. Well, I have thought uh, being unhappy with my, my size and my weight uh, since I was in my mid-teens. I'm 43 now. I went to my first Weight Watchers meeting at 15 years old and 140 pounds, and I thought I was just obese at that time. And then I uh, got pregnant when I was 16, married at 17 uh, to a boy who was even more unprepared to be a husband than I was to be a wife. I had three children with him by the time I was 21, and while my friends were in college, I was working two jobs in a very unhappy marriage, and I felt trapped. And I, I focused a lot of my unhappiness on my weight. I felt like like if I could get get skinny at that time, that was my thought. If I could get skinny, then everything would get better. My marriage would get better. My life would get better. And I spent a lot of time on a lot of different plans. And I, I do want to say, I don't think, I, I think there's a lot of good and a lot of the, the food plans that are out there, but it was my attitude toward these plans and the way I approached them that made it not a good choice for me. I wasn't I wasn't successful with them. And uh, my weight crept up from the time I was, you know, 18 or 19. Um, I probably gained about 10 pounds a year. So by the time, um, well, let me slow, slow down for a second. I divorced my husband when I was uh, 23, and I had a lot of guilt over that. I had been raised feeling like, Divorce isn't an option. You always make your marriage work. Um, my parents were a good example of a happy marriage, and I just thought that's what I thought that's what every marriage was, and I, I thought I was a hundred percent at fault. Hmm. And I re, I remarried at twenty five to um, the man I'm still with, and what a difference! I mean, we he he is my soulmate, and he has loved me ups and downs, thick and thin, financial woes children problems everything i mean we're we're a wonderful match but i've still spent the majority of our marriage being unhappy with how i looked and who who i was that to me they were one and the same and my preoccupation i can look at photographs from every family vacation i've ever been on and tell you exactly how much i weighed that week um i had clothes from size 4 to size 30 you know in my in my closet and the year before I turned 30, I decided I really wanted to, to conquer the weight. And at that time, I was about 210 pounds. And so I started um, doing, like, at-home aerobics. Um, and I got involved with a program that was extremely low calorie. So it was 400 to 600 calories a day. Oh and my then I combined, that, yeah, combined that with working out. But I, over about nine months, I went from 210 pounds down to 140 and I thought that was the answer. I thought that I just needed to eat less and keep up that kind of exercise schedule, and then I could look the way I wanted to. And I was happy with the way I looked for a couple of weeks. <laughs> but as soon as I reached that goal, I, I stopped doing what I'd been doing. And I didn't, I didn't go completely the other direction. But because I'd been starving myself for most of a year, literally, as soon as I started to eat normally or even moderately, the weight started coming back on. Oh, which yeah, of course, by then your feeling, body... Right, your body yep. thought you were starving. Yep. So 
So that 90 pounds that I had took off, I think the following year I gained back 30. And then a year after that was another 30. And it was probably three years later I was back up at 200 pounds again. Mm. And at that point, I uh, I was just at, at such a low emotionally. And I was ashamed. I was so ashamed because I had made this weight loss so public. I had my, I had my blog for so long. <laughs> and I had talked about... Um, you know, that I had I had the answer and that everybody who, you know, was struggling with their weight just needed to eat less food. And when then I did try that again. I tried to go back to the low calorie and the, the high exercise amount, and it didn't work. It mm. didn't, the weight didn't come off. I would lose a few pounds and gain back more, lose right. a few pounds, gain back even more. And uh, so then I started looking at more extreme things, and that was um, in probably the mid mid-2000s. Um, I started doing just raw food. That was one phase that I went through. So only fruits and vegetables, nuts, and uh, n- nothing that had been cooked over 104 degrees. And from there, I went to um, raw, raw vegan only, of course. And then I went to um, the juicing. The first time I juiced was in uh, 2011. And I juiced for four months, and I lost 70 pounds. Oh my and God! In four to, months. In four months, I That's lost seventy pounds. So of course, there I was. Loss. Oh my yes. gosh. And so there I was, thinking, "Oh, I found my answer again. I just need to juice, and I'll be able to, you know, juice, take a couple months off, juice again, and I'll get down to my goal weight in no time." And of course, my goal weight was getting farther and farther and farther away, because by the time I tried the juicing, I was over three hundred pounds. And uh, as, as soon as I went off that juice, uh, my intent was to go back to the raw vegan. That was moderation to me at that time. And I, I just didn't do it. I went right back to eating the bad food that, or what I thought of as bad food. I went back to, to binging on a regular basis. So I'd binge and then juice. And I'd binge for three days and then juice for four days. And now, was, when you say bad cycle. food and you say binge, what were you eating that you thought was bad food? Well, by that time, when anything to me that wasn't, raw vegan or wasn't juice was bad. So if I would, if I, in my mind, broke down and had a slice of cheese or a piece of bread or something that is just normal food that you and I can eat today and not have any, there's no emotion associated with it now. It's just food. But at the time, if I would, if I, in my mind, gave in and ate something like that, that was it. I'd ruined that day. And if I ruined that day, then I ruined that week. And so I would go from eating just what would be a normal you know, a bread and a slice of cheese to, well, now I'm going to eat, you know, two boxes of macaroni and cheese, and now I'm going to eat whatever was in the house I would eat. (laughs) So Um, that's when the binging started. You would go from, okay, I had a slice of bread. What the heck? I might as well have the mac and cheese. Well, now I'm going to have a grilled cheese sandwich. Well, now I'm going to make another one. Well, now I'm going to open potato chips, and, you know, it was crazy. It was was such a bad state of mind. And then after a couple days of that, I would try juicing again and take the weight back off, but it was just up and down and up and down. And over, so over three years then from, I guess two years from 2011 to 2013, all that weight that I'd lost came back on. And I finally decided, okay, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to juice until I'm at my goal weight. So my plan was to juice for seven months this time instead of four. And for those who are listening to Kai, everybody has had that moment when you turn to food because you were upset or unhappy, everybody's had a time when you looked in the mirror, no matter what you weighed, and thought, I need to change this. 
Kai, you just went to an extreme with it. I did. And I, I mean, when I say I juice, that was all I had. If I, I would not chew food for that period of time. So I juiced oh, apples wow. and oranges and carrots and, you know, I I kept up on my blog and I, I thought I was making myself accountable to people by telling them exactly what I was juicing. And I went on a 10-day motorcycle trip and had to carry the juicer in one of my saddlebags in order to do it. And it it affected me socially a lot. I mean, people who were friends and had known me for, you know, the last, the previous decade, they knew I was always on some kind of weird food plan or not. I was either doing whatever I wanted or I was on some weird food plan. And it affects you socially. People don't want to, you know, have you over for dinner if you're, they can't feel comfortable eating in front of you. Right. Um, even though I tried to act like it didn't bother so me, of course, food was on my mind all yeah. the time. Yes, yeah. exactly. It, it sounds like food just took over your life. It did. Food and the constant obsession with the scale. And, I mean, I have, through all this, I've, I've run a successful business. I've got an awesome family. I've got a good circle of friends. But I thought about my weight and food all the time. I don't think an hour would go by where I didn't think about what I was going to have for my next meal or how I was going to stay on plan or how I was going to avoid going off plan if I had to go somewhere. It was just this constant current so that you was were always really, in my thoughts. So you were really in what we call a cycle of compulsion where you couldn't yes. stop thinking about food, worrying about food, worrying about your weight, what you're going to eat, not eat. You were trapped. So it's, and I was lonely with that because I didn't talk about it to anyone else. It was all this in my head, this dialogue in my head of you have to be good. And right. to me, good was being on this extreme plan. Yeah. Now, for those who want to join the conversation, if you have questions or you have your own story with struggling with weight, feel free to call in 347-989-0770. That's 347-989-0776. And it is so important. Everyone, Kyle, Kai, forgive me, and I know that name so well because I have a daughter named Kai. (laughs) Right. Kai is talking with such courage and honesty about struggling with food. There is nothing here for anyone to be ashamed of. It takes courage for us to face our issues Food is a big issue. America is the most food-obsessed country on the planet. And it's also the country most obsessed with trying to be thin. So please, please give yourself permission to talk if you feel like it. You can also send us a question at Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade, or tweet us at Dr. Brenda Wade and let us know what's on your mind. Okay, we are... At this moment, Kai, reaching what might have been a turning point for you. You were in so deep. This Most whole definitely, yes. issue with food, weight, binging, starving, juicing had just taken over your life. Now, what was it? Was it that moment in the living room with your daughter that made you say, hey, Mom, come on? Well, I, I think even at that time, even when I was headed to the show, I I had no idea where the changes needed to be made. I just thought I needed a better plan. I thought you and Dr. Oz were going to tell me what I could eat and when I could eat it and the weight was going to come off magically and quickly. That's what I that's in my head. I know now that's what I was looking for. 
And so even leaving uh, the show when you had said, you know, stop juicing healthy, you know, take something easy on your system. And the uh, first airport that I stopped at, I bought three big pretzels and cheese and started chowing down on this food because then I was off plan. I was no longer juicing. Mm. So <laughs> what what was it? Because I put together a very comprehensive treatment plan for you. You had six weeks of private coaching with me. You had a consultation with our nutritionist, Maxine Tatman-Gilkerson. You have a power key technology, which is the glasses with the program that you listen to. So you had a lot to work with when you left. But what actually was the thing that started to bring some light into all of that deep, dark feeling that you were going through. And I don't know if I can adequately express in words how much you helped me because it, even as it was happening, I didn't realize the changes that you were helping to make within myself. Mm. I didn't... Um, we had to talk a lot about things in my past that I had a lot of a lot of guilt over, uh, things that I had anger over or, or just hurt feelings over. And I was not, prior to working with you, I never would have guessed that those had anything to do with my behavior with food. Aww. And I didn't see myself as, as odd with my food behaviors. I just thought I was... I, I almost rewarded myself with these plant with these food now, you thought because it I could be now, hold on, Kai. Pause with us for one minute because <laughs> we have a surprise guest who just called in, who would like to say something to you. And, okay. Okay. So we have Miss Wendy Ida on the line. Hello, Wendy. Oh, wow. Hi, Brenda. How are you? I'm doing well. Everybody, it's a pleasure to introduce our surprise guest. This lady wanted to say something to you, Kai, because you're so courageous tackling the weight and the juicing and the, the vicious cycle you were caught in. Everyone, Miss Wendy Eat is going to be a guest on an upcoming show, and she is a world champion fitness pro be sure you check her out at wendyeda.com so you can see how gorgeous she looks. And, Wendy, tell us just real quick. I know you have to go. You only have a minute. Thanks for calling. Tell us sure. just a little bit about you and what is your message that you want to give to the courageous Kai Rainey? I am a 62-year-old fitness expert, Guinness World Record holder, and I am so excited. Uh, I just heard a little bit of your story, Kai, and I am so proud of you. Uh, I, I admire you so much. I'm so excited to get to talk to you. Well, thank you. Um, and I thought on my way, I'm going to see a client, but I thought on my way, what could I tell Kai uh, to, to give her some encouragement and tips? And before I even heard your story, it's so interesting. You are talking about uh, uh, people swaying you and all that, and that's exactly where my head was. It, it's as if I got the radio show by from Dr. Wade, um, <laughs> because one of my tips was going to be don't succumb to the peer pressure. This is 
all about you and you only. And activity in your life, and I know you got a lot of that from Dr. Wade already, um, is, is really important. And just taking it slowly, step by step, not being too hard on yourself, but doing something every day to stay active and to keep your mind occupied is going to be essential for you. I know I have come I'm I'm uh, uh, I've come from despair to triumph myself. And Dr. Wade has helped me quite a bit. So I understand and I've lost eighty pounds myself. Awesome. So I understand the struggle and how life happens and how it can throw you for a loop. So that's why I congratulate you for taking such a huge step in getting beyond some of the things that you had to get beyond. So I say stay strong and uh, keep, keep faithful, and you will be able to maintain it if you keep yourself as a priority. Oh, awesome. thank, you thank you so Wendy. much. Wendy, thanks for stopping by and giving Kai some encouragement. Kai, what do you think? Oh, that's awesome. She's, she is so stunning. I can't believe I got to talk to her. <laughs> All right. Thank I you, Wendy. That. And we look forward okay. to having you back as a guest, too. Okay. Right. Love you, Dr. Wayne. Love you, dear. So, Kai, that was your little surprise for tonight. Oh, I decided you. you definitely yeah. deserve a reward. And Wendy Ida is it, isn't she? She is. She's got, like, the world record for burpees, right? That's right. She holds That's the awesome. world record for the most burpees done in one minute, and she set that record, everybody, on her 60th birthday because she decided she needed a challenge for her 60th. So she is certainly an inspiration for all of us, and she's all about doing things in a healthy way, as she just said, and making yourself a priority. So, Kai... What was it? You started to talk about the coaching you and I were doing and how it shifted your mindset. What was the big breakthrough for you? Um, That it was that every meal and every day was a choice for me and that one, at that time I was still thinking one bad meal didn't have to mean the whole day was bad. Now I don't believe in bad meals anymore. I I don't think about food I don't I don't give it that kind of power. Yay! <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and I love food. I love food. I love trying different restaurants. I love cooking. But I can have a bite or not. I can decide if I want if I want something now and have it and enjoy it and there's zero guilt involved with it because Good, I made that but you choice. also started to tell us just before Wendy jumped on to say hi to you and encourage you. You started to talk a little bit about what was eating you. Because, again, you know the approach that we worked with, and this is my approach to anything, whether it's food, love, money, we always in our seminars and coaching start with from the inside out. And something has been eating you for a long time. Yeah, I had a lot of guilt about choices I had made in my past, um, things involving my first marriage and uh, just – I was so focused on on that that I couldn't enjoy all the blessing I had in my life. And you taught me to be grateful 
for those experiences and for the choices that I had viewed as wrong before because they brought me to where I was today and to be thankful for the marriage that I had now, the 20 years that I'd put into that rather than the five years that (laughs) I was letting control my life. Um, And then I guess that, you know, that probably was the biggest change. And I didn't realize at the time that we were having these discussions that that really did affect how I was treating myself and I was punishing myself with my food choices and with trying to stick to, I I was challenging myself to stick to these crazy plans and that's what I was getting myself worth from rather than who I was and what I had and what I could bring into other people's lives today. Absolutely. And from that place of punishing yourself, I know one of the most important things for anyone who is struggling with food or any other kind of compulsion, there's no such thing as a self-punishing compulsion without a lack of self-love and on top of it a desire to punish yourself. So you had to get to some forgiveness. Because forgiveness is the key that unlocks that prison, everybody. Whatever it is you're holding against yourself, whatever you think you did wrong, Whoever is telling you you're bad or wrong, you're not. You're a human being. All human beings have life experiences that we regret. And the important thing is what, as Kai just said, what did I learn from it? Get the lesson, forgive yourself, move on so you can do better the next time. Right. So, Kai, tell us now, you did your becoming grateful work, you did your forgiveness work, you also used the master key. How did that work for you, the power Oh, I love that. That was my new addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you want to tell people just a little bit about how you use the power key and what it is? Because it's one of my favorite technologies. So it's it's a little uh, iPod that had um, several different programs on it, which, um, well, you were on a couple of them, and then there were other experts on, on other ones. Very relaxing. Um, and then there's um, glasses with some lights on them. You know all the science behind this, and I don't. I just know that it it aided me in um, not being so anxious. Right. Um, just I, I use them every day for a very long time. Oh, good. And, <laughs> and actually, when I heard your voice when I first called in, I was like, oh, I need to take those out again because it, it brings me back to that, that calm that I could so quickly get yeah, when I used They're it. kind of instant meditation. Yes. And within six minutes, your brain is in the meditation zone, what's known as theta waves, and it helps with sleep, with anxiety, with depression, with everything because the brain gets the last word whether we like it or not. So this tool, Kai, is describing work directly on the brain. If you want to know more about it, go to um, newreality.com or you can look at our website. We've got some info on it, drbrendawade.com. It's a really cool tool. So Kai, for you, what else changed in your life as you began to forgive and love Kai and to become grateful for all that you have in your life? Well, the first thing I did was it got off the, the roller coaster of up and down dieting and I didn't have any diet plan I just ate what I wanted to eat and which was remarkably far more reasonable than what I'd been doing the previous 20 years 
And for six or seven months after I worked with you, all I did was maintain my weight, which doesn't sound necessarily like a big accomplishment for a 300-pound woman, but for me it was after years of, I never went a month maintaining. I was always either losing or gaining. Yes, you became stable. Oh, my God, that's huge. And it, I, I felt good. I wasn't, I knew that at some point, I know in the future, I'm going to look differently. But for that first, those first months, I, it was just like this huge weight was gone because I didn't have this constant thought of, of food running through my head anymore. And then in uh, March or April, I guess, of this year, I decided that I wanted to, um, I went to a nature pass and had a lot of blood work done to see if there was any physical reasons that I, I wasn't losing weight. And I was honestly kind of hoping there was something that they were going to tell me was wrong. Um, right. But I was, that quick other fix. Than being, yeah, other than being uh, overweight, very overweight, I was very healthy. And uh, so I decided I was probably going to have to um, start doing some exercise, which you and I had talked about and you had asked me to start exercising before. But it is so hard. Anybody who's listening that has been – morbidly overbeast like this knows how hard it is to you can't tie your shoe easy you know let alone yes. think about taking a walk yeah. you know things like walking up to the mailbox or taking the garbage out carrying groceries in those are all things I almost had to plan for because I knew I was going to be out of breath when it was done oh, and so the so idea hard. of of going to a gym or trying to do any kind of formal exercise really scared me but my daughter's words kept coming back to me about do something that scares yourself and I remember you asking me what I would, if I could do any uh, exercise or if I had a goal physically, what I would want to do. And I said I would love to do a triathlon in the future. And I started looking at um, possibilities of training for those. And a lot of the people oh, who wow, trained for those. Oh, wow, how exciting. <laughs> a lot of people who train for that use uh, CrossFit to train. And uh-huh. CrossFit is something I had also wanted to try for many, many years. Um, but I always thought when I get well, we small, have just a tiny, couple minutes left, so you better tell us the punchline. Everybody, hold your breath. Here she goes. <laughs> <laughs> so I I bit the bullet, got a hold of a CrossFit gym that was right up the street from me, asked if they could work with somebody my size, and they said absolutely. Um, had a wonderful personal trainer for a couple of months because I I wasn't quite ready to join the actual classes, and but that was because of me. That's a um, great way to I start. Could That's have. a great yeah. way to start. Good for you. So actually, tomorrow will be my hundredth CrossFit workout. Woo! I've been doing it faithfully since the middle of May, and I have lost fifty pounds doing that and not changing my diet really at all. I eat what I want, when I want, where I want. Yay! Good for you, Kai. And what I love is that you took your time and you did the inner work because it is change from the inside out. And I'll tell you, I'm going to adopt your mantra. Everyone else, you're going to adopt this mantra from Kai. Do what scares you so that you can have what you want in your life. If you want to get someplace new, it is always stepping into the unknown. And you did that, Kai Rainey. I'm so incredibly grateful for the opportunity to work with you incredibly inspired by your courage, the results you've created, and proving that when we heal what's eating us, then it becomes easy to stop eating, and a gradual, healthy approach is always, 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 everybody, I'm going to repeat myself again, always the best way to go about 
getting something that you want to get that change. So, Kai, keep up the good work. Thank you for sharing. Thank I want you. everyone to know again about your blog. It's called My Last Fat Summer, and the it's at blogspot.com, mylastfatsummer.blogspot.com. That's B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T, blogspot.com. Kai Rainey, you're amazing. Everyone, if you're ready to scare yourself and get someplace <laughs> new in 2015, I've got something for you. We are going to be hosting Ignite Your Dreams in 2015 right here in our beautiful classroom at 2800 3rd Street in San Francisco. That is going to be January 10th and 11th. You are going to build your virtual miracle map and it is different from a vision board if that's what you're thinking it's not it's different and it's about generating and magnetizing miracles all year in 2015 so you can live your dreams kai rainey you're living your dreams thank you thank you thank you and all of you from me many blessings do what scares you live your dreams in 2015 Hit us back on Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade. Follow us on Twitter, Dr. Brenda Wade. Send us an email at drbrendawade.com. We would love to hear from you. All right, blessings, everyone. Stay tuned. Till next time, this is Good Love Radio. Good night. And, oh, thank you, LeBron, for our great